1515 Ave probably presents the wrestling round tables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and what was just flat out horrendous. It is your favorite tag team partner, Sneak Stuff, bro. It's Miller. This is going to be in my TB review. I got money in the bank. Shorty, what you think? I got money they in the bank. We used that once. Did we? They did, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's dope. I can't even remember when. It was a little bit after the song was popular, obviously, because they, you know. But yeah, they used it once. Yeah, so. It was like the year, maybe two years after it was good yeah. to us. Okay. I think Young Buck was out the group by that time and shit. <laughs> <Just like>. yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> oh, shit. Get him, Buck. I was on that shit. I don't give a fuck. I had the shoes, the shirt. I had all them shit, man. Mm-hmm. Look, you could tell me shit. Yeah, remember the tank tops were popular too? G-Unit. I had a pair. Of, no, I didn't. I'm, I had a pair of S. Dot Carters. Yeah, I remember I you had those because I, I had the G units. Yeah, yeah. But I remember you had the S. Dot Carters. I was like, yeah. I like those. Reebok. Yep. So Reebok was Collab with the, with the some, yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't think we really. I mean, unless you got a, a match to watch for, another match to watch for. Um, I do actually. Uh, blood and guts. Blood and the guts. blood and guts match. I thought it was a very, very, very good match. Um, my heart goes out to Santana for not being able to be part of the match because he tore his knee up. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't oh, even said his. Yeah. yeah, they haven't said the extent of his his injury, but I don't know if people actually noticed after he hit a backbreaker, all of a sudden he disappeared from the match. So that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what happened. He ended up um, injuring his knee. His whole like leg collapsed and shit. It was crazy. Yeah. But anyway, um, so the blood and guts match. I don't really have to say much other than you just gotta watch it. There's way too many spots. It was if you don't like hardcore wrestling though, and you don't like, I mean, it's not hardcore to the point of like disgusting or any of the Japanese stuff that you may have heard me talk about but it's pretty hardcore it was you know hardcore enough to get a TV what was it 14 at the time that time of night or whatever mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, definitely my match to watch for also shout out to um, Tony Khan or whoever came up with the idea of the world rampage I really like that concept with the mm-hmm. two it's, it's the closest I'm gonna get to World War 3 from WCW so I'll take it yeah um I like that concept. The, mm-hmm. the 20 wrestlers, 10 for each yeah. ring. 
you get a red ring or a blue ring, and then the two last dudes converge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, okay, that fucks with that. Yeah, with the Royal Rumble entrances, it's not the casino mm-hmm. entrances. I've come to realize though that Tony Khan fucking loves battle royals. Jesus, he you. loves battle royals like um, <laughs> like Teddy Long loves tag team matches and The Undertaker. Like my God. Like this motherfucker, anything qualifying match, battle royal. Mm-hmm. He he's what I would be with gauntlet matches. Like if I could, if I had a promotion and I could do a gauntlet match, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh what gauntlet match? <laughs> we need a number one contender gauntlet match. <laughs> like I'm on my ass. <laughs> yeah. He does tag team battle royals. He don't give a fuck. He'd be like battle royal. <laughs> Put battle royal on it. But it doesn't mean anything <laughs> after a while. That's true. I, I think he... I just feel like when... If he mixes it up mm-hmm. with the number one contenders, it'd be better. If he did like, oh, it's going to be a four-way elimination. Mm-hmm. or Just mix it up. Yeah, I think it's... It doesn't always have to be a battle royal to determine the number one contender. Sometimes you just got to make the hard decision and just choose the wrestlers that you want in this match. And... You're going to fight it out. Fatal four-way. Yeah. Top five contenders. Yeah. Here you go. Sometimes you just got to do that shit. Plus, you have a ranking system for a reason. It's, hey, that's how they did the whole thing when uh, uh, Finn Balor got hurt. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to make that decision. Look, for all the fact that we give WWE, they do not do that many damn battle royals. No. They really don't. They, they go through. You know what I'll say? They go through spurts depending on who the booker is. When they were mm-hmm. giving the writer more power, there was a period where it was it was like, mm-hmm. "Why are you doing this again?" But I agree. It, as of recently, they have not done as many. Because I think it water it will water down the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's the other reason I think they stopped doing that. Because it was like, all right, at this point, mm-hmm. it's getting like the Royal Rumble means something. Yeah, like having the surprise. And it will water down the Andre the Giant. That they like shoved down yeah. our throats. That means nothing. They don't do anything with that. No, Which we they, talked about. They don't. All it all that happens is that somebody destroys the trophy every time. Yeah, every time somebody gets pissed off. Yeah, it's yeah. a running fucking gag. <laughs> it's a rib. Yep. Anyway, um, I can see if it would have catapulted you. Well, the only person that it really well no, because I think they did some shit with Cesaro when he won. For like, like two seconds. Yeah. But it, it actually boosted Jay Uso too. Mm, yeah, they did use when, it for that. Yeah. When when he won. So it's not like they can't use it, they just don't. Yeah. Which is why it pisses fans off as to why the fuck I don't even care about Android the Giant anyway. And then you're gonna have this fucking battle royal. That means that nothing. doesn't go nowhere. <laughs> Shit. But uh anyway. Uh News or rumors? Um, you. I feel like I've talked you, about. You want to talk about Austin Theory uh, and all that shit that's going on? Oh well, you know, <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, and we'll talk about it when we do the results. Austin Theory did win the Money in the Bank, and now he's getting a lot of backlash because there was an incident where he was already investigated. They found no problems, but it's kind of weird or whatever that he was messaging a thirteen-year-old. Um, I think it was on Snapchat. I can't remember where. Um, but it's never been made like a thing within WWE per se. They looked at it and they were kind of like, okay, there's nothing there. Police say nothing's there. They move on. Um, for, with that being said, it's like one of the backlashes that he's getting on Twitter. You want to 
know what's always weird about those things? It's like... 13 is really young. For you not to be able to somewhat be able to verify that. Like, like you can't tell that you're talking... The, the mental, first and foremost... When you're talking to that person. <laughs> but then... And not to say that some people ain't a little more mature for their age. But I guarantee you she's still not as mature as you are at your age. Right. At 13. There were some red flags. <laughs> some red flags. There were some red flags, man. Like, but then when you saw her, though. But see, that's the thing we don't know. that I don't. Fuck, uh, nah, man. He said, I when you saw that profile pic, I can't you. believe it because you, unless she had a different profile pick up, because you're better off letting people know you got catfished and that you didn't know. But see, that's what's weird about it, right? Because if you were catfished, I think that information would have came out, right? Right. And if you wasn't, you try not to have that information come out because you don't want to look like the fucking pervert that you are. Or, mm. pos- uh, and I ain't saying that he is. I'm right, just saying, you're just saying this is what it would look yeah. like, yeah. So, yeah. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Uh, and then it doesn't help that you got Vincent Van, who's uh Endorsing him. Yeah. Oh, man, that's just... Who... Who in a right mind did this without thinking about everything that comes with it? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you not thinking about the whole shebang? Damn. Doesn't make any damn sense. At all. I did have a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Before we get into this. And, um, that's Lacey Evans. Is she gonna get the same backing now that Stephanie is running this as she would have just got pushed down our throats if Vince was running it I don't know cause I still feel like Vince is on the creative side I don't think that Stephanie has as much input to change that I think that's very evident with Theory winning the fucking money in the bank but anyway yeah, yeah. true but I don't think the rumors are going to be true anymore about Sasha, but I think that was going to be because of what Sasha means to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon versus what Sasha means to Vince McMahon. I think if Sasha is still going to be with the company, it's going to be because of... Yeah, because of... Yeah. Yeah. Triple H. Um, Just like I think... If Lacey doesn't get the push that was probably originally planned for her, it's going to be because they saying that she's just not it in this character as it stands now. Mm-hmm. Now, could they get that character over? Yes. They probably could. But it has to be... Less patriotic. Right. People may sit there and get mad about it. 
But, it's got to be more about her story and less about yeah patriotic way because it's just not going to work. Because right you got to think about it. Look at John Cena. He comes out. He's patriotic. But he got away over, from a lot of that to make it more inclusive. His, yeah. It's for every fan now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they'll try to do with her. I mean, obviously her military is going to be part of her story. I just feel like they got to do something. She was better off being what she was before and running with that and trying to start that back up. They messed that all up, though, when they tried to add the Ric Flair thing, and that was just fucking weird. But even then, though, her character was pretty much over when she first was there. Before she got pregnant and had the baby. Her character was over. Like, as far as who she was, the Southern Belle, Mm -hmm. hit you with a women's right. Um... And she could have sold herself off as this, like this female brawler. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her character was more so over then than it is now. And remember, they used her daughter before uh, to turn her baby face and everything. Um, I just don't. I don't want that shit. I just want to keep her personal shit out, and I want her character to actually develop, and then. We get to the personal shit. Mm-hmm. Like, when she came out, they shouldn't have never did these vignettes of trying to tell us her story. She should have just came out as a different character. This is what I am. This is what I'm going to try to get over. Then you get the character over. And then we get the backstory. That's how it works in wrestling sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't give a fuck about your backstory. Can we get the character over? Okay, character over, now backstory. That's how things work sometimes. That's how this would have worked. And just by MITV, I don't know if she's going to get over. I just don't know. But, um... Anyway, you have nothing else for news and rumors. Good. Let's move on then. Let's get right to it, man. Um, let's go through the lineup of uh, of MITB. Um, I got all the matches here. And so, we start off the show. Liv Morgan defeating Oscar, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Shotzi, Raquel Rodriguez. Didn't he used to be Gonzalez? Yeah, they changed it to Rodriguez. Yeah, why? It's just fucking dumb. Anyway, and Lacey Evans in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Liv Morgan finally reached her potential. It was a long time coming. They they was really telling this story, allowing it to build, allowing it to build. And I think she really did get a lot of fan support behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, so her winning this match absolutely made every ounce of sense. Um, but I think the one thing about this match, I was I was actually more surprised that we didn't get a better showing from Shotzi um, in this match because this seemed like oh, even the announcer. Got, but I told you she got hurt. Yeah, but that was later on in the match. Oh, okay. You know, I'm just talking about I'm talking about earlier on in the oh. match. Like this seems like the match that was for her. Mm-hmm. And this should have been her coming out party. But 
I think some of the things that they were trying to do was just so wonky that I don't... Sometimes I put it on creative. Because I'm like, what story are you trying to tell? Mm -hmm. Because really, this should have been the one that says, all right, Shati, you're going to be our modern day leader now. You're the risk taker, the go-getter. This is your spot. You may not win this match because we're going to have plans for you later on, but this is your coming out party. And I feel like the writing for this match didn't display that. And it was ready made for her. They just fucked it up. Um, after that, we got Bobby Lashley defeating Theory to win the United States Championship. Then we get Bianca Belair defeating Carmella to retain the World Women's Championship. Carmella and this and Bianca Belair don't look like the feud is going to be over with because Carmella attacks her after the match. Um, then we get the Usos defeating the Street Profits. And it was an old, dusty finish. I would say. This does count as a dusty finish, right? No, it kind of. Yeah. I'm just going to call it that. It was a dusty finish. <laughs> I just I just came up with the, <laughs> with another form. All right. Then we had the SmackDown Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, defeating Natalia with Liv Morgan. Cashing in her money in the bank and defeating Ronda Rousey to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Ronda Rousey gave Liv a nice little nod before walking off into the sunset. Possibly again. Which, I'm kind of surprised that they would allow her to walk out without possibly having a match at SummerSlam. But maybe they just don't need her there. Who knows? And then... The match that probably got... A bunch of people talking. And that was Theory defeating Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, Omos, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, and Sheamus in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And that was your show from Las Vegas in the T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile. What was your Raw, sir? Um... My raw, I I have to definitely give it to the Usos versus the Street Profits. What else? What else um, you really give it? Right, to? <laughs> that's why I was like, huh? But um, I thought this was a really really good match. It had the semi dusty finish because they didn't try to start it over. Usually mm-hmm. the match restarts, but yeah. um, I like that because it keeps the feud going per se. I, the only thing I don't like is you know I don't like when a match gets beat to hell, and I don't want them to beat Street Profits versus the Usos to hell. No matter how good it is, I don't need to see it ninety five thousand times. That being said, I thought it was a really, really good match. I thought the standout to the match, though, was Angelo Dawkins. I thought he showed me, like, oh, okay, this dude would be mm-hmm. dope. If he had the right gimmick and was on his own, he would be, like, okay on mm-hmm. his own. It would work. So, yeah, I, I, this was a top-notch tag team match. Yeah, and I think the, the thing for me is that I would be upset if they break these dudes up, though. Because they was kind of hinting towards, like, oh, we're going to break up the... The, the, not the Usos, but the Street Profits, like, oh, there's some riff between Angelo and Montez Ford. And I just have a problem with that. Like, if that's going to be the actual case. Because they really haven't been... 
that successful yet as a tag team. Like they they're good, but we haven't really got to the point where, man, this is that team. And when we get there, then I can see the breakup. And yeah, they had a, a nice little almost a year run holding the tag titles. That shit was dope. Um, I can come to appreciate that, which I you know. It's always surprising when WWE uh, actually give a, a tag team that you that you liked from NXT that type of love because we, we've seen where he, where they just don't always love those tag teams that come from those ranks. I mean, you think about the Viking Raiders are starting now to gain more notoriety as far as being on the show, but then. I don't know how much that really tells because then they might sit there and fuck them over again, even though they came out with a, a new, different attitude. Um, look at the Vaude Villains, though. I mean, they were great in fucking NXT. And now, you know, they was no longer, no more. Uh, you're looking about, think about Big Cass and Enzo. They were... A fan favorite in NXT, and then when they got to the main roster, it was just a Enzo promo show. So WWE hasn't always shown the type of love for their tag teams, especially the ones that come from the NXT mm-hmm. ranks, like they they should always do. And um, so for them to try to break up the Street Profits at this stage in their career is just too That's early nice. for me. Um, but maybe it's one of those things where it's the Rockers all over again, and then they see Montez Ford as being that guy. I don't think it's necessary. I always use Penton and Phoenix as my example of like you can have two guys who could be individually successful and still be a team, and it not be a problem, even if they're brothers. It's just but, not necessary. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand yeah, yeah. WWE's thing <laughs> yeah. where they can't like if you were the champion. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, I got to get the belt and I'm pissed off. It wouldn't be natural. And that's my thing. Like, I don't get this whole you can always this bring different it back. mentality of like, if my partner does his thing on his own, then I got to be mad about it and turn on him. Or You know, there's always mm-hmm. got to be this thing. How, how often has it been that there's a tag team where the guy goes, man, this is what I want for you and I'm happy. And, you know, it's always this thing. And I don't know that that's natural for everybody. And I, I hate that yeah. WWE always does that. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that in WCW with everything. When Lex Luger won and Sting were friends, they did have a few where they beefed, but they also had times where it was like, bro, I'm just going to challenge you for the belt. But I'm happy you won. Mm-hmm. I'm here when you won it. But we'll challenge later down the line. It wasn't always like, now nah, they yeah, hate yeah. each other. And that's, I hate that shit. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Although WWE has recently gotten away from that, but I think that was more so... That the New Day is just so fucking hot that they can't Yeah, you do that. can't. I feel like New Day is the exception where it's, yeah. anything you try to do, the fans would revolt yeah. so hard on that. It wouldn't make sense. And then when it came to the Usos, it's really because you felt like you had no other choice. You wanted to build Jey Uso up as this, as this dude that's going to be the right hand of Big Us. And so we got to make sure that people can get behind them, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to talk about a dude that actually showed out who 
probably who didn't get his love as far as when we're talking about pro wrestling, right? That was the one dude that... Pandemic J? Yeah. He didn't actually get the love that he should have gotten as far as being either a wrestler of the year candidate or just being one of the top wrestlers. He really didn't because Pandemic J held that shit down. Yeah. Because he was main eventing all those SmackDowns. It wasn't Roman. It was Jey Uso. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was putting on match after match after match after match. So, the only thing I would sit there and say is that this is where the wrestling world isn't always fair. Mm-hmm. Because you think about what that dude did, and I don't think anybody ever sat there and said, this dude might be a wrestler of the year. I don't even think he was even mentioned in the conversation of wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. And it could be because WWE doesn't always make sure that they push somebody like a Jay Uso. Because I got to say it like that. Because some of the bigger names, yeah. You can see them where WWE does that for Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. But it's not always for the Jay Usos of the world. Right. Here this guy come from being in a tag team match to main eventing a freaking was it hell in the cell mm-hmm. with with his older cousin in the match and they put on a fucking good match and then week after week main eventing the top show cause Smackdown is the A show mm-hmm. week after week main eventing the A show that dude didn't get the type of love that he actually deserved. I don't know why I went on that rant. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the tag match was the match of the night. And after sitting there and watching it, because uh, you, you came over as I was sitting there watching it, and, and uh, I asked you about the Natalya Ronda Rousey match, and you know what I think was wrong with that match? Is that it had to follow that match. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that, That's what was wrong with the Natalia Ronda Rousey match, that it had to follow that tag match. And it's a shame. Yeah. Because um, with that said, I'm still going to give it my bad. The Ronda Rousey and Natalia match. The reason why, though. No, oh, damn. I didn't get to do my bad. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get to it. Oh, okay. I'm already segueing. The reason why this was my bad is, one, the storyline leading up to it. I, I think it was all time bad I think what we should have mm-hmm. got is less Natalia talking on the mic and trying to do all these I uh, was just gonna make fun of Ronda Rousey cause that's not her thing oh it's not natural it's weird it yeah. sounds like a bad script yep I think it should have just been week after week she should have just been attacking her and not saying up. much like Serena Deeb yep they, if they wanted to steal something they didn't have Serena Deeb do a bunch mm-hmm. of, as far as live talking yep she did vignettes and she just beat people up and mm-hmm. twisted them up and made them tap. Yeah. And she just say, it's the fuck I'm going to do. I graduated from the dungeon. I don't give a fuck about the UFC. I'm going to yeah. beat your ass. Yep. <laughs> I taught yeah. you how to wrestle. What fuck is you talking about? Yeah. That's all you had to do. But they tried too yeah. hard, man. And on top of that, they did actually mention that in the match. I know. Too. Um, 
And on top of that, it could have just been, this should have been a submission match. That would have been dope. Which would have sold everything else. I think they didn't want to do that again, though, because they did. They wasted it on Charlotte. But they didn't do a submission match. That wasn't a I don't think so. I think it was who had the better submission. That's all it was. Uh, I, I think it was, it was a submission match. But you know what? You could be right. Damn, and if they did, damn, that's kind of messed up. Because then they did waste it there. But that's called not planning forward. Because I, if me and you were booking a show, we'd be like, ooh, but what if, if we're going to do Natalia? Well, Which made the more that. sense, though, for a submission match than fucking Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Charlotte has a submission. She doesn't have all these other moves like Natalia has. Which, I'm going to need Natalia to be more stiff with that discus clothesline. Because if those females the skipping clothesline, yeah, I'm not, yeah, bro, I'm not feeling that. Yeah, because she's always is never natural, because she always has has to hold up. Man, when when those female wrestlers start to see it coming, they gotta do just like the male wrestlers. You gotta you gotta take that shit. You gotta flip through that shit, like like really sell it. They all just go down. I'm like, no, sell that fucking clothesline. This is her move. Sell it. Because I would like that move to get over, but it never gets over. I just feel like it's just another... Like we were talking about when Finn Balor and Seth Rollins does the sling blade. It's just another Another move. move. It's just... You really don't need it in your arsenal. But I understand why you use it. (laughs) And that's what this is. Like, Like when Tanahashi uses the sling blade, you're like... Man, that shit looked like it really hurts, and he's really setting up for something. And when she does the, I don't even know what it's called. I I hate it because she it's doesn't a discus clothesline. It, it, but I can't it. call it that because there's no discus to it. It's just kind of a nope, spin, yeah, and then stop a little bit mm-hmm. or slow down, and then hit you with a clothesline. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes she'll just like bring her arm down with you as she's clotheslining you, but it's never it's never one of those. It's just gonna be stiff. Yeah. Better get ready for it. Alariato! Yeah. Um, and I think another uh, problem I have with this match, which I don't think the match was necessarily bad, as far as like, even though it is in my bad, I don't think it was bad in the sense that, damn, this was unbearable to watch. But I feel like they didn't do enough storytelling in this match. Like they did in the previous match right before that in the tag team match. It was like, dude, you have a technical wrestler going against somebody who has a judo background. And then they both have all these submission type holds. The submissions wasn't the the story that was supposed to be. I mean, the, the submissions should have been at the forefront in the storytelling of this match. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. For whatever reason. I don't know who the fuck. Sat there and said. Uh, you know what. This is the type of match we're going to put on. And at the end. We're going to make it seem like your knee is hurt. Well. Tell that fucking story throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Have Natalia attack her knee. Throughout the whole match. Why are you doing that? Because you're really trying to set up the the sharpshooter. Right? Isn't that the whole point? Is that 
We're trying to set up the sharpshooter. Where's the take her by her leg and, and bend it and, and, and drop her on the edge of the ring? Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to sell that, nope, you fucked her knee up. Different type of holds that can go and in, uh, in attacking her knee. Set up none moves. of that. It was none of this stuff was really. But that's why I think that's partly by how matches are built in WWE because they don't do a lot of like mat work and stuff anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. and this was the one that they was it was ready made. Yeah, but it also leads to why the quality of the pay per view ain't good. This is like one of those things. All you had to do is just tell the fucking story. Because then it would have made sense for Liv Morgan, who comes out later on and wins the damn belt. And you know what else I needed to see? I needed to see when Ronda Rousey has Natalia in the damn, uh, with the ankle lock on, drop down to the mat and wrap her legs around her leg while she has the damn ankle lock on. And have Natalia just have to try to crawl out of that. Something. But it was just like, it was nothing in this whole thing that was just telling the story. It was like, oh, you two go out there and just have a match. And just don't fuck this up. <laughs> that's that's what I feel like they did. Like, oh, just don't fuck this up. It's going to be Liv Morgan's uh, time to shine anyway. And really, it could have still been Liv Morgan's time to shine. And it probably would have been even better had you just told the story. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it got to the knee part, it was already at the end of the match. Like, oh shit! That, like, okay, yeah. But anyway, what was your bad, sir? My bad. Um, I didn't understand if if the indecision was going to be to have Theory win the Money in the Bank. I didn't understand him losing the U.S. Championship. It doesn't make sense because that could easily. Again, another storyline thing. Easily explain maybe his spot in there other than just Vince McMahon being the person to get him in the match. And I don't think it did anything for theory. Like, okay, you lo- you just lost the United States Championship, but somehow you're in the money in the bank. Um, it's just weird. I don't get it. I don't understand the logic behind that. And it's an easy explanation because it wouldn't have hurt Bobby Lashley if theory beat him. And then um, even if it was by, you know... Some kind of weird circumstances, per se. Or if um, he just retained. He didn't have to beat him. Right. Well, yeah. Or it could have been, yeah, disqualification, anything like that, which they kind of teased in the beginning of the match. But all in all, I just don't think it was planned out very well, and I've never been a fan of, oh, you lost the belt earlier, but you're still going to, you know, challenge for this or be a part of this anyway, and we'll pretend like that never happened. And WWE's done that before. Other promotions have done it, too, but WWE does this a lot, and it bugs the fuck out of me. Because if... Unless you have the money in the bank. If you got the briefcase and then you cash in because you lost, that makes complete sense. But I don't get the whole, you lost earlier, but somehow you're in a title or a money in the bank match. It doesn't make sense to me. That's my bad. Oh, man, this transitions right over to my ugly, though. Because for that very fucking reason is why this is ugly. I don't think it was thought out. Or if they did think it out, I think what they tried to do was sit there and sell us on... Hey, we're going to add somebody else. 
and try to drum up this anticipation like, oh fuck, is it gonna be Cody? Is it gonna be Cody? Like, which is so bogus. Cause we all, I, I, anybody smart knows there's no way to fucking climb a goddamn ladder with no shoulder. Like that shit wasn't gonna happen. Right. So it's like, come on, man. But little kids, I'm surprised no Cody chant didn't start because people are weird and would have thought he'd really show up. Yeah, yeah. Set you up for failure though because that'll boo the fuck out of you, which they did. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't really mention in that females uh, uh, in the women's MIT uh, match. Did you hear Lacey was getting booed? Was she? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, she was getting booed. Nobody like it. I don't get it. Nobody gets it. It's weird. But Yeah. But it was like when they added theory to this match, I think my first thought was, so what is he adding to it? Mm-hmm. I think that's the thought that might have been on everybody's mind, too. Is that, what is he adding to this match? Right. What is he doing? And he wasn't adding nothing to the match. It was just that he was there. He was literally another body that they were adding in, oh, you're going to win the, you're going to win the briefcase. So at that point, why was it it never teased that he actually wants to be in that match? Hmm. At all. It was never teased for that. Right. Um, you actually sat there and had a battle royal on Friday in which that had no uh, implications of being in the MITB match. Um, then you end up having a fucking fatal four-way match. To put Mad Cat Moss in there. Which, once again. What is he adding to the match? And I think these are the things that WWE just don't fucking think about. It's like, okay, I can add you to this, but what are we getting out of it? Mm -hmm. Right? It goes back to when I talked about Shotzi. I know why she's in this match. Although they didn't necessarily display her skills but I know why she's in this match I know what she's bringing to the table in this match I know what Becky Lynch is bringing I know what Alexa Bliss is bringing somebody who won the the Money in the Bank match before I know what Liv Morgan is bringing Everybody that was in that Money in the Bank ladder match on the women's side, I understood what was their point. Their point in the match. And in the men's, I didn't understand Madcap's Moss point. I didn't understand theories. And even when Theory won, I was just like, mm, but why? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And that's the easiest way to get somebody who fans actually enjoy and get them to turn on. Mm-hmm. It's forcing it or doing something that oh, doesn't make sense. man. And look how fast the fans are turned on theory. Yeah. Quick, fast, and hurry. Now they bring it up as personal past shit. But that's how Never quick... Fails. That's how quick that shit can turn. And wrestling Twitter will get you. <laughs> Man. Because it's not like fans don't care about Austin Theory. Think about it. 
when he was in that stable with Johnny Gargano and everything. The way. Yeah. People like people the way he was in the way. It's yeah. also about presentation. Him being Vince's boy will make people naturally be like, well, fuck that then. Mm-hmm. And he's presented like a heel, so already he's got hate. So it's just it's just a bad... Yeah, and it, but it's almost like they want to muddy the waters. Yeah. Like, having this hate already is going to make up for the hate that you're really going to get when people really are going right. to hate you. Right. Like, no. Like, you, they you, they mask mask it. like, well, they really hate him. Be, they already hated him. That's what it's all about. Like, nah, this is different. This is real heat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is real heat. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just, yeah, I wasn't vibing with that. That's why it was my ugly, sir. Uh, what was yours? Um, my ugly definitely go to, uh, a hot tag here. Um, but for a little bit Man, different reason. Ugly? Huh? No, ugly? my bad was him losing the United States oh, okay. Championship. Yeah, that yeah. made no sense. My ugly is him winning the money in the yeah, bank yeah. but because I feel like you had a chance to do an easy storyline to make people care about Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns because if Seth Rollins is lurking even if he didn't cash in I feel like it could add that little undertone of like oh shit because to me Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns ain't shit I just don't give a fuck I, honestly, I'm just being 100% honest I don't care and I know that there's probably people out there who do but you're just running it back way too no, much but the, fair, the fair weather fan care but that doesn't. But they're not all your fans, right? That's. I think that's the biggest issue that WWE has is that they cater to casual fans too much, and their hardcore fans kind of get left in the dust. Yeah, and so like, or just the fans who are just watching to be like, are they going to do something good? And once again, what are we doing this for? Right. Just to have Brock on the show. Because we've seen this story play out, and knowing the upcoming matches that are, that are. Being presented, right? You're going to have the show in the UK where it's going to be Drew McIntyre and, and Roman Reigns. Which is a fresher match, per se. Yeah, it's a match that's happened, but it's a fresher match. You're going to have that. So at this point, what what are we doing? Right. Give me somebody else to go against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is that dude, so whoever you put against him, the show is going to sell. Mm-hmm. So long as you do shit right anyway. That's all it is. You just have to do shit right. Think about it, though. Back in You got to this point without having to use these big names. Because the names that you built were the big names. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to this point. You didn't get to this point because... You sat there and said, well, let me use some of the older wrestlers. Let me bring Harley Race in and and have him go against fucking Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. <laughs> no, that ain't how you got there. Mm-hmm. You got there by having Bret Hart go against Shawn Michaels in a 60-minute Iron Man match. That's how you got here. And I'm just saying, like, I, I just wish they would do better sometimes. Like and that ain't like I don't appreciate seeing Brock out there. But I would like to see Brock out there in a different capacity. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Just give me a big match with Brock and somebody else. Like, you could have had Brock and Bobby Lashley running back. Like, oh, I really didn't like how you won that match before. 
And now that you don't have MVP in your corner, let's see if you can beat me now. That just would have been a huge match. Nothing on the line. Just two dudes who want to find out who's better. That's it. And then at that point, too, you can either have Bobby Lashley hang to the point where, like, damn, that motherfucker's that good. And this is the reason why we can continue to put him in title picture after title picture and keep him catapulted. Or you can have just Bobby Lashley beat him. And this is the reason why Bobby Lashley is going to be this top dude for a long-ass period of time. Because... Brock Lesnar don't give a fuck. You paying him millions of dollars to show up a few times out of the year. Mm-hmm. He's happy. The fuck? If he has to lose to Bobby Lashley, he has to lose to Bobby Lashley. I think that's a loss that actually makes sense. It's not like you asking him to go out there and lose to fucking Madcap Moss. <laughs> or fucking uh, the Django. Whatever what's the dude's name was. Fandango. Fandango, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... And put him over at WrestleMania only for you not to do shit. It's neither here nor there. I'm going to move on. Anyway, um, got anything else to add? Nothing? Nada. All right. Well, be sure to check out 1515 and all of the content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, view to the podcast. Find us on any type of podcast platforms you choose to use, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever. You choose to use, like I said, just type in 15, 15 and a half. You should find the podcast such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, or Slur Truth. Or you can just go to our website, 1515 Just hit that uh, that little tab and you can find a new page, Jam, jam the One, blogs, podcasts, all that other good shit. Click on the Facebook and, and Instagram uh, features on there. You can follow our pages. Um, be sure to click on the Amazon banner. Go support the site. Greatly appreciate it. And with that said, it's me, Mr. The Pro. It's Miller. And we out. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, and The Other.